0: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Today we are joined by singer, songwriter, rock star, Stan Bush. Talking all about his career, his work with the Transformers franchise, and more. We'll also talk to Justin Burnett of Justin's Comics. All that and more coming at to you tonight. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics, and movies, and video games. And if you don't know,
1: Star Trek from Star Wars will try to explain the Metro notches houses right. Rick-
0: For those of you driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight, hearing this on the Big 550 KTRS, thank you to you. If you're streaming us on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook, hello to you. If you're streaming us on Instagram TV, hello to you there. We appreciate your subscribing. If you're streaming us out there in the world via the KTRS stream, we appreciate your finding us and listening tonight. Uh, Very, very excited. This is a person I've wanted to have on my show since I first started my show. Uh, He will make my second Rock star, legitimate rock star I've had on the show. This The first being Gene Simmons back when I first started. We now have none other than Stan Bush. How are you, sir? Doing great. How's it going? Doing well. I appreciate the time tonight. Uh, like I said, you're just one of those iconic voices. And anyone, I mean, your song, The Touch, I've got it on my workout playlist, my road tunes playlist, my 80s playlist. It's just one of those touchstones. Did you have any idea when you were recording that for this movie that it would have this kind of life, that people would still be talking about it and enjoying it four dec- nearly four decades later?
1: No, <laughs> that was a total surprise. I, I had no idea that, that this would uh, have this kind of life, you know. It's been cool, you know, been a nice ride, a fun ride.
0: And it's great now that uh, Netflix, with their series War for Cybertron, you were able to come back and do songs for that soundtrack. Was that something, did they approach you, knowing the kind of uh, history you've got with the franchise, or did you submit something to them? How did that come about?
1: Yeah, I uh, started working with Netflix uh, on this other uh, Born to Fight thing for their anime fight uh, shows. They had uh, a couple of... uh, Shows that they had me do a song for born to fight and uh, actually wrote the song for them to use. We did a music video and it came out really good. And so then after that, we uh, beginning of this year, we started shooting the Transformers music videos for the, the ones you mentioned. Yeah, the Transformers. So war for Cybertron and all that the 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 trilogy.
0: And it's gotta be great to I mean, you've got this this voice that's just perfect and you can as soon as you watch it, if like if I come up with the video, that your your voice starts playing in my head quite clearly. It's like the perfect voice, the perfect sound, everything just has this perfect blend for that talk a little bit about let's go back to 1980 i'm assuming 1985 probably when you were attached to the project because the movie came out in 86 talk a little bit about getting the gig to write and do this song for basically a movie based on a toy franchise
1: yeah um it was really cool the record label i was on at the time they they got the song in the the transformer movie the animated film the first one and the original and uh, they came and told me about it. And I was like, okay, an animated movie about robots? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, little did I know, you know, that uh, that it would become this whole, you know, phenomenon. But uh, it's been really cool. I, uh, The Touch is a very special song. My co-writer, Lenny Macaluso, he and I originally wrote the song with the Stallone movie Cobra in mind. And uh, anyway, they, they got it in this movie instead. And it turned out to be a really good thing. So yeah, it's, it's been very- cool. I really like the whole franchise. I like working with Hasbro and, uh, and Netflix too, you know, it's been great.
0: And it's kind of, that's a funny story. Cause I think I, I heard uh, for a making of the karate kid that, that final song where they're doing the, the fight at the end and the karate tournament, that was actually meant for Rocky and Rocky ended up going with something else. So I think it was Rocky three or four. And so that song ended up getting put in the karate Kid. So It's kind of funny how just serendipity oh, wow. happens.
1: I, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that. That that makes sense, though. It's pretty cool.
0: I, I'm a yeah, font I of me. useless information, so if there's anything you need to know, please please reach out. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. it, it's so cool, like this this new series that's on Netflix, War for Cybertron. Uh, it, it's it pays really great homage to the original series. That um, it, 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 it kind of stays in that same vein. So how I I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it has Transformers been something you've been involved with the entire time? Do you like, are you, do you actively collect stuff? I know you were just inducted in the BotCon hall of fame in 2014. Uh, right. Talk a little bit about how Transformers has been part of your, not part of your career, but has been a, uh, th- a through line in your career, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, Right, the um, they started having transformers conventions. I think the first one I went to was the BotCon in '97. Myself and uh, uh, you know, we 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 went to Rochester, New York, where they had the convention. You know, um, Vin, uh, Vince DeCola, and he and I performed there, and it was just everybody loved it. It was really cool, and so since then we've done multiple BotCons. You know, as as a guest, and a lot of times as as a performer as well. So it's been really cool. The, uh, Transformers conventions are great. The people are awesome, you know, and, uh, it's been really nice to, uh, relate to them one-on-one and the, uh, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. So, you know, besides I have this whole, whole other body of work, you know, as a, as an artist, I, I just released my 14th album, you know, the, uh, dare to dream. And, uh, that came out in October, November, November, I guess. And, uh, anyway, that's doing really well. And, uh, done uh, a lot of things for europe over the years touring and and things uh so it's one of those things you know europe and japan you know you're 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 big over there that kind of right (laughs) but it really kind of works that way
0: you know and with the new album that's out when when you're song ready i always wonder about the process do 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 the music come first and then the lyrics follow or is it kind of a synergy or do you usually have like lyrics in your head and you're able to get a, a melody kind of what's the process for you in creating a new song
1: yeah, for me, it's, you know, music first and I get like a melody and then sometimes a title, a title will emerge and then, you know, you kind of work backwards and write the the body of the lyric. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing, but uh, but I've always had the most luck coming up with music first and it, you know, the, the whole era back then in the 70s and 80s, particularly they it's all about the hook you know you you go to these movies and you see these great 80s movies and they had these songs that were like whoa you know like uh, like rocky and you know, you'd walk out of the movie theater you know singing the t- singing the tune and and re- you'd remember it that kind of thing so
0: I yeah no, I- that's kind of one of those uh, and the, the soundtracks you've worked on i looked at your imdb page you've got 36 different tv movie and video game soundtracks Uh, for obviously Transformers, but The Wraith, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, uh, some work in Boogie Nights. And I love that you've done work for TV show Chuck, which was just a brilliant TV show. Uh, The Goldbergs, Glow, and then video games like Saints Row, Shadow Warrior, and then Transformers War from Cybertron. When you're working on a song for a video game, is your process different than when you're working on a song for just to do a brand-new album like the one you just came out?
1: It's generally... um... An existing song will will get taken for for a project. You know, it's it's not sort of written for that. Uh, although, I, in the case of the the Netflix thing, we actually did sit down to write uh, a song about fighting. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but generally, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a, you know the song is is created first, and then later the opportunity comes along to get it placed somewhere.
0: And When you're working on a new album, there's obviously, I feel like s- some artists, they always handle it differently. There's that, they kind of need to top the album they did last time, but then all the other people just want to keep creating and making music. Where does it fall on the spectrum for you? Is it just the process itself or do you kind of want to one up the last album you did?
1: I, yeah, I always try to do better. It's, it's funny after all these years of doing it, you know, you, you're still learning. All of us are in life, I guess, but, uh, yeah, to me, it's like I do really want to, you know, surpass what I did in, in the past. And you know, I think I think this latest album is is probably my best. So
0: and that's uh, that new album again, Dare to Dream. You can find that on Apple Music. Uh, you can pr- download it from uh, Amazon, I'm sure. Uh, if I, so I, I was wondering the other day because I went to a couple of record stores just to see if I could find some soundtracks and stuff. And I'm surprised a lot of places don't carry like vinyl starting to come back a little bit. A lot of places didn't have a lot of selection of CDs now I'm sure it's because people are doing music digitally lately they've just got it on their iPhone or whatever device when uh do you do you have a collection of, of vinyls and CDs and things like that or are you digital completely or how does uh, how does your collection look music wise well
1: I have a vinyl collection from you know eons ago in a box in, in the basement kind of thing <laughs> but uh no but uh you know, it is, it is very true. You make a good point. You know, cars don't even come with CD players anymore. I know. So. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I think it's great that vinyl's coming back because there are places that are yeah. selling turntables. And still... uh, in, in the movie. My
1: first two albums back in the 80s were vinyl yeah I, I love the big artwork you know that's what that's cool looking
0: exactly that box art they do on on. Uh, it used to be the same way with video cassettes like you'd you see those but now you download it digitally and you get the the pop-up thing that comes on the screen so yeah. it's the same with movies i feel but i love uh, um, there was a line in the movie the rock nicholas cage says he holds up a vinyl and says the, it just sounds better when he's talking about vinyl on you know when you play an actual album it sounds better than it does on cd and everything like that and if you get yeah. a high enough quality sound turntable and everything that's kind of what people I think are gravitating more towards. That's just kind of funny that it's coming back around.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: And we've talked to some, a lot of composers and things like that. And during COVID, obviously a lot of people locked in and they were just writing or creating or anything like that. Did you have a, uh, was it a flurry of creativity during COVID? How did you, how did you weather the lockdown and the pandemic?
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, the pandemic was, was really tough for a lot of people, but you know, if there's a silver lining, it is that that was a very creative year. I heard this from other people, too, you know, other artists and, and whatnot. You know, it, it's like you're you're kind of forced to sit sit there and do something, you know. And uh, for me, it was it was great myself and my producer, Holger Fast, He and I came up with, well, the bulk of this album, there were a couple of songs that were written the year before in 2019. But this past year was was a very creative time for B we uh you know i think we really nailed the the album we were able to spend the time and focus in and really get the production get the songs arranged just right and uh all that it's it's you know it it worked out real well so
0: yeah it's always nice to have that little creative. outline. i uh, i'm an introvert myself and i've always said it was pretty easy for me to weather this because if you just tell me i've got to stay at home and read or something like that that's that's pretty much a normal Friday night for me anyway, so I can only imagine yeah. the creative people. It was you know, a good time for them to just lock in and create.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's true. I mean, I've always sort of been a, a home person anyway, so you're right.
0: And we're talking or- with Stan Bush for this hour. If you want to call in, uh, the phone lines are open, 314 931 Five eight seven seven. If you'd like to say hello to Stan, you can also text us on the KTRS text lines at 84126. Just make sure you put your name so I know who to give the shout out to. You're calling for the question. Like you would say, James from St. Louis. My question is, and uh, we'll get your question for Stan on the air as we're going to talk. I should ask Stan, how long do I have you for? Are you good to stay for a while longer still? Sure, I'm good. Okay, uh, what we'll do then is we'll take a very quick commercial break. As I almost spill my soda trying to reach for the mouse here, uh, we're gonna take our first break. We'll come back in just a moment, talking more with Stan Bush. Please stand you got by.
1: Hey, guys, this is Kari Payton. I play Cyborg on Teen Titans Go. Booyah! And get ready for some Geek To Me Radio.
0: I hear it's real good. a very happy birthday to Kari Payton, the voice of Cyborg. You know for his King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, celebrating his birthday today. So happy birthday, Kari Payton. I want to make sure before we get too far into this, that I make sure we tell you about our official movie sponsor, Marcus Theaters. MarcusTheaters.com is the website. Uh, Marcus Theatres and Movie Tavern with locations all over the country. If you have missed movies like I have during this pandemic, Marcus Theatres and Movie Tavern are making it safe to go back and see movies. You can go to their website, Theaters.com, and you can see uh, the location closest to you. You can see what's playing. You can check out movie reviews. You can even buy your tickets right there on the website. And if you download the Marcus Theatres app, which is on my phone, uh, you can download that, and you can even order your concessions right there on the app. They'll be ready for you when you get there, so it's a more contactless experience. Masks are still required unless you're sitting in your seat eating and drinking your beverages. Uh, you can. This is great. We just did it recently. You can rent a private cinema for $99 until May 26th. You and 20 people go out and see a movie. Uh, they've got some great movies out right now. Kong vs. Godzilla is out. Nobody with Bob Odenkirk is still out. A lot of great movies coming out, and these movies are starting to come out more frequently now that the theaters are opening back up. So make sure you get out and support the theaters because we really missed them when they were gone. So go out and see a movie at Marcus Theaters or Movie Tavern. Start with the website, marcustheaters.com, the best movie-going experience in the galaxy. Talking for this hour with Stan Bush, all about music. Um, take us back, Stan, because uh, we, we talk, we cover comic books on the show sometimes too. Take us back and give us your origin story. So what got you into music? Like what age were you when you realized music is what I want to make a career out of?
1: Oh, uh, probably like a lot of people of my generation was when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, Uh my mom came and got myself and my brother out of the bedroom said, Oh, come here, you got to see this, you know? And so, uh, and it was, you know, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan show in 1965, Hmm. I guess I'm showing my age here, Uh, (laughs) 64, something like that. And uh, I want to hold your hand, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it was, it was just mind blowing. I think for a lot of people it was. And uh, I started playing, you know, trombone for a couple of years in junior high school, but I also was learning guitar and, eventually i I quit the trombone and just played guitar so,
0: much cooler anyway, instrument
1: <laughs> but um uh I ended up in Gainesville that's where I lived most of my uh, school years and uh it's I consider it my hometown and so i I knew a lot of the people from there, Tom Petty and uh, a lot of the people I went to school with and things and they were uh local guys, some of the a couple of guys from the Eagles and uh hmm. Steven went to the same high school and uh it was a very musical town um and then Anyway, playing nightclubs and then after high school uh, touring some uh, in the South, you know, playing nightclubs and whatnot. And then uh, I got asked to join a recording group that formed in Colorado in uh, mid-70s. And then so I drove, you know, moved out to to Colorado and spent a couple of two, well, two and a half years there before we come, we came to L.A. when we got signed, the band. And after we did one album, that band was called Boulder. Uh, you know, like the town. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we did one album, and then uh, you know, it didn't. not much, much happened with it. You know, so we broke up, and then uh, that's when I kind of went solo. I got asked to do this uh, se- sort of a secret album project in the old the old uh, Electro Asylum Studios. The uh, engineer there he uh, brought me in nights and weekends, and we did a whole album's worth of material, and hmm. ended up getting a deal with with Columbia CBS Records. And now Sony. And then, uh, yeah, that was the first album. And then the one after that, like three years later, was the one with the touch. And that was on Scotty Brothers Epic. So uh, I continued to do music. And back then in the late 80s, I started singing commercials and things. And I was uh, one of the main, you know, rock guys in LA uh, during that time, doing a lot of the big stuff, you know, films and uh, commercials for like, course, beer and Toyota and all these things. It was pretty cool. You know, I was like, Oh cool. I can do this, you know? And uh, I would played guitar my whole life, but for some reason, singing just came more naturally. So that's what I, uh, yeah.
0: When when you're writing songs and stuff like that as, as a, as a solo artist versus part of a band, is it more of a, just kind of a freeing thing to be a solo artist on your own or do you like that collaboration of having the band or is it just kind of, Whatever happens, happens. How do you kind of feel? Where do you feel like uh, you're at your best?
1: Um, that's a good question. I, I've had a lot of success both ways, writing, uh, collaborating with other people, and and on my own. It's uh, it's funny because when you collaborate, when you sit down with somebody, like you, oh, let's go, okay, let's get together and to write and write on a certain day and time. And you know, sometimes it clicks and you come up with something pretty good or really good, or maybe one of you. Brings an idea to the session ahead of time, and then, you know, then you have something good to build on. But for me, it takes a lot of time, and uh, you can't always like come up with something, you know, in in an hour or you know, yeah. or even several hours. Sometimes it takes days or weeks to come up with something that like really works, you know. And so, I, in in that respect, I do better on my own, I think, because I like to have the time to uh, develop it, and you know,
0: yeah. And you said usually yeah. the you for you the tune comes first and then the lyrics anyway so that's again yeah. if you've already got the tune you've laid it down on your own you've got that time to kind of come up with it and kind of mull it over and then lightning strikes but it sounds like obviously yeah. writers always talk about when they're doing a book or something writer's block it's no different for a musician who's writing lyrics for a song I would think
1: exactly right yeah it, you you know it, it it'll come you know it, that's why they call it inspiration I guess it's just you know it's sort of magical when it happens. It's like, where did that come from? You know, <laughs> I, I read an article about, uh, you know, uh, Bob Dylan. And uh, okay. his whole thing was, he was, he was saying in the interview that he said that stuff didn't come from me. said, so it was like, it was just as fast as you could write it. It was just coming in from, from somewhere. It was like, uh, hmm. you know, I don't know if you, what you you know believe in, but it, that kind of thing, sometimes things happen that you can't explain. Yeah. It, like, like, you know, somebody's writing through you or something. And, you know, people who maybe lived years ago and whatnot and no longer with us, but maybe there's somehow their spirit gets down to you or that's a little silly, but no. you don't know. I mean? it's, you comes
0: from somewhere. In other words, absolutely. No, not at all. We all have our muses and you never know when inspiration is going to strike. So if, if you've yeah. got you personally, if you have an intense case of, Oh, I'm struggling what is for you the best therapy to get through it is it is it a walk is it a for certain food uh, is it just the course yeah. of time what has gotten you out of some writing blocks
1: yeah you usually you know take a walk or get outside you know and, and it, it sort of uh, frees your you know clears your head um, but yeah or just do it another day you know wait till you're not sort of in a, you get in a zone you know it's like it's like anything like the touch and so many songs have that sort of feature about them. Uh, I got into this thing after the touch where I started writing sort of, you know, go for it, believe in yourself. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, we have a lot more power than we realize, you know, as people, we can, you know, create and do incredible things. And uh, when we really push ourselves and uh, that's kind of what a lot of those types of songs are saying, you know, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very cool. I mean, you know, people have written, I've gotten fan mail about, you know, songs like the touch about how maybe they change somebody's life or you know it, you know turn turned them around when they were having a, a tough time it's, you know, it's very gratifying to hear that very humbling
0: yeah so, uh, music is just one of those things it, it it moves us it changes our our mood it's uh it it's one of those things that's like no other so the the fact that you've contributed to that effect in people's lives has to be very humbling as an artist
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't deserve this, <laughs> but, but great. I'm, I'm glad to help somebody, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, it's uh, and got so, a, and so from a little kid, I, it, you know, he, he had to be right. I don't know, 10 years old or something. He told me, he says, you're my biggest fan. <laughs> you got it turned around.
0: <laughs> right. Strike that, reverse it. And so. when you're writing, so you mentioned the commercial stuff, like for, for cores and things like that and car commercials, yeah. is that right. more of a rigorous process? Cause obviously you're under a deadline. They want to get this commercial filmed and out. Is that, uh, or is that kind of a, here's the gig, here's the job, here's the product, and is it a simpler process? How do you personally view the corporate type of gigs like that?
1: For me, it was just easy. I mean, I that's one thing I can do is sing, you know. Um, so the guy, the song's already written, by the way, the, the piece is written, so they, they just want you to come in and sing it. Oh, okay. For instance, the cores they had four, the four top rock singers in L.A., were at the thing and uh one of them was going to walk away with the account they had the suits in there in the studio and they were you know and uh but i happened to be what they were looking for it's just casting it's just like a movie or something hmm. you know where you, you want that right sound You like that uh, chorus uh tap an ice cold course with a friend of yours and that uh and I, I did the voiceover too and he's you know it's like uh it takes a part of this country as cold and clean as the rockies the grow beer pure and natural score i remember it because i made like 50 grand <laughs> <laughs> in half an hour. so you know it, it commercials are great because they uh you know you really you know you get paid every time it airs kind of thing so that so, worked out real well
0: and you're obviously established now how uh how often do people just come to you because obviously that you, you said that was an audition piece how often do are you approaching now to say hey we have a we have this product you're you're our guy let's do it um how often does that happen well, uh, I, business, I should say when did it start yeah. happening
1: well the business changed i mean i guess you know as you know the grunge thing came in in the 90s and yeah you know, the the kind of rock that i do the 80s rock thing sort of you know went went away for for a few years at least and uh you know, you had the uh bands like Pearl Jam and, and whatnot. sort of a different type of music and uh it's funny because most of my stuff after that I was doing it was overseas, you know, Europe and hmm. Japan. They still like the melodic rock, the uh you know, uh what we call album oriented radio, you know. So uh anyway it kept me busy and uh it seems like there's been a resurgence since the two thousands, you know, of uh of eighties rock and uh I affected a song on on the albums called the eighties and it's about eighties. Yeah. yeah. Did a, vi- a music video and my son's, he plays a young me in the video. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: So that, that was, it wasn't a hard casting choice for that role. He probably automatically had the part, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Young you.
1: He, the long hair. He's, he's a good looking kid, you know, and, uh, he, play, he plays guitar too. So. Anyway.
0: And as you mentioned that, that's kind of like that nostalgia is just hitting us hard people. I mean, everything eighties, you know, everything old is new again. So it's gotta be, I I assume people are contacting you more and more frequently, uh, you know, especially with the new album out and everything like that. It's gotta be, uh, a a nice feeling to kind of be back in the spotlight. Not that you weren't in the spotlight, but kind of have a Renaissance, if you will.
1: Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, you know, they'll want a certain sound for, uh, and they'll ask me to write something or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I have like a team, a team I put together and, uh, like, uh, like the the Born to Fight song I wrote with Lenny Macalusa, who wrote the touch with me. And uh, I knew we'd come up with something great. And, uh, and of course my producer, I mentioned before, he's, he's awesome. So, you know, just walking with, with sit down with him and, and the guitar and we get the basic idea on, on tape, you know, and uh, then he sort of builds up the track and then, you know, with, you know, after a few weeks, then we have a, a great song fully recorded, ready to go on an album or be released for some, for some you know, film or TV, you know, thing. So uh, it's good.
0: And we should mention too, the website, it's just stanbush.com. You can uh, download the songs from there. You can purchase the album. Uh, you can check out his videos, the link to his YouTube page, so you can see the videos for these songs. With this new album, Dare to Dream, was there, uh, obviously, like we talked about in the last segment, you had some time with COVID to work on this. Were there songs that, I should say, in the process of making any album, are there songs that you feel aren't right for this album and you kind of put those on the shelf for the next one? Are there uh, songs that you had previously you said have to go on this one? Kind of from start to finish, when did the album in your mind start versus the end date? How long was the process for this one?
1: It uh, It's about a year and a half probably, you know um and I, that's the way i like to do it you know you you come up with a song and then re- write it and then maybe maybe write one or two or three and do sort of a batch of songs and then then while you're writing those are being recorded while you're writing other ones and then but yeah the process takes a while it's it's one of those things i you know i always say this you know a lot of bands they come up with a great first album their debut album's fantastic and then but then they got to write the second album in three <laughs> months they spent 5 years writing this one you know so it's 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 tough to keep that sort of thing going, you know. And uh, and after you finish an album, you've worked so long and hard, you don't even want to think about writing a song for sure. a few yeah. months anyway, you know. And uh you got to sort of get away from it.
0: And so that being said, are there already some ideas trickling in for the next album or are you kind of one of those yeah. people who needs a break in between?
1: Yeah, I, I actually got approached recently about a month ago to write something and uh came up with something great and it's Oh cool being recorded now and uh it'll probably be on the next album but i i can't really talk about it you know specifically but it's uh it's a great song so i'm you know it's like oh okay cool i still have it you know, <laughs> you know?
0: I, I don't yeah. think someone who's been at it as long as you i don't think you could ever lose it it's kind of like muscle memory writing and everything like that at this point isn't it yeah it's just
1: it's really hard to be original i don't know if you noticed this but my my songs tend to i like to change keys a lot of times like a lot of the songs that will go like you'll be in a whole new key it's like whoa you know where did that come from but it's sort of I don't like predictability i like something that's like keeps it keeps it interesting so uh you know that's one of the things that i think you know i some of the cool bands from the 80s did that you know yeah
0: yeah and like uh, i've i've always said there there are no such thing as a bad 80s song in my personal opinion so just about
1: uh, just about yeah yeah <laughs> there were um, a couple
0: <laughs> well yeah probably obviously every exception uh for a rule but uh but yeah generally speaking if i'm listening to something i'll i'll still find songs like on a pandora station that i've never heard before i'm like this is clearly an 80s song and i'm gonna add it to my list right now because i've never heard it before but it's really good and that happens quite yeah, a bit yeah. um Absolutely. we're gonna take. are you okay to stick with us for another break um yeah sure okay we're gonna take another break we're gonna come right back and we're gonna chat some more with stan bush all about music and make sure again the website stanbush.com. you can check out his new album you can purchase it right there and we'll be back right after this please stand by
2: hey hi listeners this is Greg Berger me Grinlock Dinobot leader from Transformers and guess what you're listening to geek to me
0: Radio Transformers on the me. and we're back Talking with Stan Bush for this hour. Again, if you want to give a text to Stan, you can text us on the KTRS text lines eight four one two six. You can also call the main line 314-931-5877. And we have Justin Burnett from Justin's Comics on here shortly. And we are going to do some Transformers trivia before we get out of here for the end of the night uh, for the Transformers prize pack for you to win. Um, with your connection, Stan, to the Transformers franchise, do you have a lot of uh, Transformers memorabilia or is that not something you really collect much of?
1: Uh, I missed that part. I think the, the screen froze for a minute. What was the question oh, again? Sorry. Sorry.
0: With your connection to the Transformers franchise, uh, do you have a lot of Transformers memorabilia? Do you have stuff uh, that like you, are you, do you, are you much of a collector at all?
1: I'm not really a collector. Um, I, uh, I have a few things, mementos from my years in the Transformers. Conventions and things and and all. Of course, the Hall of Fame inductee. I got the little statuette, and I'm really proud of that. So,
0: and it's. Uh, I think uh, they're far past the time when Hasbro should release a Stan Bush action figure. In my opinion, I'm just going to put it out there yeah, now. Was, if anyone from I'm Hasbro? Thinking, is listening. Uh,
1: thinking of a Transformers uh, in action figure, Stan Bush <laughs> in a hammock.
0: <laughs> we could do- no could do that as well it's just like i said it's more of a statue but it comes with a guitar and uh some you know lights behind it and i think that uh, that'd be oh, great
1: that'd be cool yeah
0: and i said earlier in my tweet that i put out uh that you are probably the one voice other than peter cullen of optimus prime that is most closely associated in people's minds i think with the transformers franchise which has got to be a great feeling for you to have that recognition
1: yeah it's it's very cool uh when the uh the latest movie bumblebee came out um uh, I went down to uh, Comic-Con and performed The Touch, and it was about 7,000 people in the uh, in the auditorium there. And it was a uh, paneled, and I thought, I didn't realize I was going to be performing, but uh, it, it went really well. And uh, Yeah, it was a cool movie, too. I like Bumblebee. Movie. Yeah, they
0: did a good job with that one. I, I've always, I've, I've kind of, in my mind, it's like the apocrypha. I don't really recognize the live-action Transformers movies as much, but Bumblebee wasn't, they did a good job with that one, surprisingly. Yeah, I liked it.
1: It's a cool movie, yeah,
0: and so what else you've got the a new album out dare to dream you said you're working on a couple songs are you uh are, is there anything other projects you're working on at all currently, or is it uh just kind of something you can't talk about
1: it's yeah you know, it's it's mainly that um just beginning to to work on new stuff for 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 a future album and and so forth, and hopefully gonna be doing some shows um. Uh, I have a cover band, the acoustic thing that we're doing uh, here in L.A. We play out some, play some covers and things. So that's fun. But, uh, but yeah, I'm thinking with the uh, pandemic sort of winding down, there, there, there are going to be live shows and um, yeah, they, you know, talking to people in Europe and things about doing something over there.
0: As a, as a musician, that's one of the things I'm sure you never get tired of is performing in front of a live crowd. That's got to be such an amazing feeling.
1: It's it's a trip. It's, it really is, really is uh, amazing. One of the coolest feelings too is when you look out and you see all these people that know the songs and they they're singing the lyrics. You can see them. It's like wow. <laughs> it's a it's a good feeling, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's, so do, I I assume too that there's people like a little older than me and probably my age who now have kids and they're bringing their kids to see you in concert. So it's like a multi generational thing, which again has to be a great feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is very cool yeah i uh i it's been a very cool career a great a fun ride you know doing all this stuff i i was backstage at one of the bot cons about three years ago and back back east and uh backstage mark Wahlberg had just come off of a panel and he was walking along backstage and i said you got the touch (laughs) he turned around and said uh how did i do you talking about boogie nights right and i said oh it was great <laughs> anyway about five minutes later he comes over to me with his phone and, and we start singing the touch together like a couple of drunk guys you know <laughs> after all, it, was, it was great and, and he was, posted it on his social media you know it was like exploded
0: yeah that, so, that 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 scene in boogie nights when he's recording that that was really cool is that uh that's it, it, like i said it's just an amazing song that so many people Like you've got people still reaching out to you about stuff and saying how it changed, you know, this for them or got them through a tough period. So I I really can't think as a musician, there can be any, any greater gift.
1: Yeah, that's really true. As I said before, it's very humbling to hear that stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, Got fan letters from people that say stuff like, you know, one kid well, I guess was near suicide at one point, mm. and then he said those those so songs turned his life around. And one attorney, very successful attorney, whenever he, before he goes in for a trial, he he plays the touch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is cool, yeah. That is pretty cool. And yeah. again, the website, com. You can buy the new album, Dare to Dream, right there. You can see all the other videos, links to the YouTube channel. Uh, where else can people keep up with you? Are are you very active on social media, Twitter and Instagram and things like that? Yes,
1: I have all that. And, uh, yeah, just go to com and you can see what's going on. And uh, we'll be posting things as, as events come up and, and things, information, news and whatnot. So, uh, anyway, I do appreciate the support, everybody. And... Uh, And I appreciate you for having me
0: Uh, again. Continued success to you. uh, If you want to come back on once your new project is unveiled and we can talk about that too, but continued success. Thank you so much for your time and have a great rest of the weekend. You too. All the best. Thanks. Thank you so much. There you go, Stan Bush again, stanbush.com is the website. Check that out and please download the album. It's fantastic. Uh, Check out the videos. We'll have links to those in our show notes. We're going to take our very next commercial break. We're going to come right back talking with Justin Burnett of Justin's Comics. And we're going to play some Transformers trivia. So please stand by.
1: Alone in the dark. The quiet strength in his heart.
0: It's all right, I'm safe out of
1: Hi, everybody.
2: This is John McEater Jr., Terrible Testaverde, the Micro Machine Man, also known as Vlarg. I just want to let you know that you're listening to geek to me
0: Radio. The voice of Blur from Transformers, because we're keeping it with a theme tonight. Um, My thanks once again to Stan Bush for being on air with us. And now on the phone lines, our May show sponsor, Justin Burnett of Justin's Comics, talking all about the stuff that he's got going on. Justin, can you hear me?
2: Yes, thanks again for having me on.
0: Of course, it's been a while since we've had you on. Uh, So you guys have, I've talked about uh, the past couple of weeks, how you guys, it's like the best place to go for variant covers. You have such a huge variety of that. Uh, You've got back issues. You've got all the stuff a normal comic book store should have. And it's 25% off of new comics every single Wednesday. But you guys have a new sale going on for the month of May. Talk a little bit about what's going on.
2: Oh, yeah, we got a lot of of good stuff going on. We got the May sale. That's still going. It's going all month. We got 50 cent comics on back issues. They're under $7. Um, those are real popular right now. We got 50% off on toys, um, and that's all month of May. You also mentioned about the 25% off on new releases. We actually have that every day for the rest of the year. Oh, cool. Um, we also got buy two, get one free on most other things in the store, like you know key comics, graphic novels. And on top of that, we're even doing flash sales for the month of uh, May. I'll be announcing on social media, and like like I just mentioned, the fifty cent sales are really popular. So we'll be stocking uh, more of those throughout the week. Um, I want people to, you know, keep on keep on buying them, try to clear them out because we'll keep on stocking them.
0: Now, you say a flash sale. What if people don't want to come in and reveal themselves to you? Is that going to be a problem for the sale?
2: Oh no, no. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I tease. <laughs> I, I really meant it the other. I really meant it the other way around. Oh, the other, okay, I, sorry. Flash, I see. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna flash film. You know, <laughs> oh, usually well, it's about a ten dollar fee. I mean, it's a tip. You know, <laughs> but you know, I appreciate whatever amount. No, that's perfect. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be doing those those all all, all month. We'll be announcing them on on social media, um, on the Facebook and Instagram accounts with Justin's Comics, as well as um, Twitter, uh, Justin's Comics One, um. But yeah, we have we have good stuff going on all the time,
0: and you've got a great variety of back issues because you you buy collections too. Like if someone if someone's wanting to get rid of a collection they have, because you just bought a couple of big collections, and you had a great run of uh, the old Fantastic Four that's from the '60s and '70s. You got some really nice back issues of Uncanny X Men in stock and everything like that. What do, what do you find? Because obviously you're selling all this stuff, and you got the new comics. What is trending? What's hot? What are people buying a lot of now?
2: Um, sometimes it almost seems like everything. Um, but uh, you know, you got, you got Batman, Batman, and Batman on the DC side right. of things, um, which some of that w- with writer James Tynion, the fourth, he, he's just, he's just killing it right now of everything he does on the DC side of the thing. He also does independent comics. He's a fantastic writer on the Marvel side. Venom's still going very strong, yeah. something to watch out Watch out for and something I'm recommending. Um, well, I guess it's hot now and getting hotter is Shang Chi, um, and I'm recommending the vintage and the new comics on it. I've read a, I myself a lot of people haven't read the Master of Kung Fu stuff, so I've started reading some of it. It's, you know, got the, the some of the artwork has the rugged feel, of like you know Starlin doing some of the old stuff. Yeah, you know, Inglehart, um, I believe was the writer before and has some of the folklore like storytelling, and then the newer stuff has a young anime. To it, so that's something I recommend people to kind of brush up on um, before the movie comes out, which is coming up in September.
0: Yeah, that five issue run that uh, we just had, Gene Lewin Yang on the show. If you're listening to the show right now, you can always go back to Geek to Me Radio and check out the archives. But Gene Lewin Yang wrote the that five issue miniseries of Shang Chi, and he teased that there might be a regular Marvel book starting soon, probably coinciding with the movie. So that's if you've not read that yet, that's a great one to go out and try to buy. I'm sure Justin still has back issues there. Uh, you can pick those up and read those. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a I think, going to be a hot book.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and you said, you mentioned the new, there's actually a new series coming out this um, upcoming week of Shang-Chi. So there's new and old to get into. Um, it's a lot of great reading material, as well as for some for collectors to watch out for. I know the special Marvel edition 15, which we actually have one in store um, is a really hot book. And I think it's only going to get hotter. I think the the character is going to translate very well to the big screen. Be a very interesting story. I've watched the trailer. It almost gives me chills seeing the martial arts in it. Yeah. And I think, you know, Marvel doing Kung Fu is going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe hasn't let me down yet. So uh, here's to it. Keep going on. Uh, before we let you go, make sure uh, we tell people again. I know you mentioned them earlier. Uh, we should say the website again is justinscomics.shop. You can do all the online orders, but obviously if you're local in the St. Louis area, you can go by and check them out. Uh, where else can people find you? You said you've got Instagram and Twitter. Uh, give people those handles again.
2: Yeah, on Instagram and Twitter, we're, um, you can find us at Justin's Comics. Also, or on Twitter is Comics one um, Instagram and Facebook is justinscomics. Website is justinscomics.shop. We're on 500 South 5th Street there in St. Charles, Missouri. Um, we're open 12 to 8 p.m. We're closed on Thursday and Thursdays and Sundays, but we're open the rest of the days.
0: And uh, like I said, if you're a variant comic, uh, variant cover comic collector, Justin's is the place to go because he's got a ton of variant covers in stock and have always got uh, great sales going on, especially this month. So make sure you follow him on social media so you don't miss those flash sales. Uh, Justin Burnett, always a pleasure to have you on. I appreciate the time tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, thanks again for having me on.
0: Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Uh want we'll to make sure we tell you about our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles. That's the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. You can go to the website discoverstcharles.com with uh with you know the CDC just had their big announcement that they're lifting the mask restrictions. You've been vaccinated, uh you can get out and start enjoying things again. If you're going to get out and, some, and start enjoying places, City of St. Charles is a great place to get out and start enjoying. You can go to the website, discoverstcharles.com to plan your trip. If you're from outside the greater St. Louis area, plan your trip there. You can stay. There's maybe you want a change of scenery, a little uh, vacation coming for a weekend. They have a lot of festivals coming up too. the Legends and Lanterns Festival. If you're a Halloween fan, that's a great time to come out and see the last three weekends of October. Obviously, Christmas traditions will be going on the day after Thanksgiving all the way through until Christmas Day with a lot of things happening. And that's uh, been going on for 45 plus years. And you can check pictures of that out. If you're local and you want to try some new food, maybe you're tired of the restaurants around you, head out to St. Charles. There's Salt and Smoke. There's Magpie's Cafe. There's uh, Tompkins House. All sorts of dining experiences up and down there. They've got the streets of St. Charles uh, where you can go and get some food there. If you are looking for a unique gift, they've got little shops up and down Main Street. And these are all small businesses, and these are the places that need your support more than anything else. So come on out. Check out St. Charles. Again, you can start with the website to kind of plan your trip the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. That's discoverstcharles.com. As we always say, it's an historically good time. Uh, I want to make sure we mention the website, because I never talk about the website enough, geek We just played John Machida Jr. We've got all those previous interviews archived, so you can go back and listen to some of the other. We had Greg Berger, the voice of Grimlock. Uh, In that same 80s vein, G.I. Joe, we've had uh, Duke Michael Bell himself. We had Bill Ratner and Mary McDonald Lewis, Flint and Lady J. Uh, but Stan Bush, like I said, my second rock star. We had Gene Simmons on when I first started, and we have a lot of composers we talk to. We just are going to be dropping our episode with Stephanie Konamu, who composed Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. That'll be coming out this week. You can check that out. We try to do something for everybody. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can always email geek to me radio at Gmail. Dot com and just put something in the subject line like show topic or guest suggestion and uh, we will try to read those and accommodate those joey i feel like i'm forgetting something am i forgetting anything we mentioned the website right we mentioned the. we got all three sponsors justin was on the phone line with us he's nodding at me approvingly but i know he's judging me like i've forgotten something and he's just not gonna tell me until the show's over amazon affiliate we'll talk about that so if you go to geek to me radio Uh, One of the ways you can support the show, because we do have people ask, how can we support the show? There's an Amazon affiliate link. So if you go to geek click that Amazon affiliate link, and then just bookmark that channel. Anytime you shop normally on Amazon, you won't even know you're doing it. But you might buy some Funko Pops. You might buy some dog food. You might buy a drone, a video drone like Joey's bought. And a small portion of that sale goes to support geek to me Radio because you click through on our link. That's the Amazon affiliate link on geek me radio.com. So a great way to support the show. Another place is just to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Geek2MeRadio, Facebook.com slash geek me radio. If you're on Instagram, hopefully you're clicking the follow button right now. And YouTube and Twitch, you can make sure you follow us there as well. Uh, We're just trying to grow. And the more people we have following us, the more people we have liking us and sharing our content, the quicker we will grow. And we thank you for your support there. I want to make sure I do thank... uh, Matt Dorsey and KTRS, 25 years KTRS, the big 550 KTRS has been on the air. That's a huge accomplishment uh, for this radio station. And it's amazing that the, all the people who have been in these halls, who have breathed on this same mic, obviously it has been vaccinated, not vaccinated, but disinfected from COVID and everything like that. We wipe these down after we use them. But other people have breathed on this who are far above my talent. And it's kind of cool that I'm sharing the same space. 25 years is a great time for uh, legacy for a radio station. So if you want to send a text in, 84126, we'll do a quick trivia thing before we get out of here. we got a minute left. I'm going to say, who is the voice of Optimus Prime in the Transformers cartoon series? The voice actor who voiced Optimus Prime in the Transformers cartoon series and in the 1986 movie. If you text us right now, 84126, with the name of that voice actor, you will win this Funko Pop prize pack, which is very difficult to say uh and we're gonna be heading out here just a few moments so if you do call in text we'll still get that to you we'll mail it out so you don't have to come by the station for anything and again thanks to stan bush for being on air with us thank you to justin burnett for jumping in and talking about comic books and all things trending make sure you check out his store Justin's Comics shop. and uh again it's one of those small businesses he's done so well because you always want these small businesses to be supported so make sure you check out the website justinscomics.shop and if you're in the St. Louis area check out his store until next week my friends it's not in the
1: way you watch
2: a
0: Cybertron. Good night. This is James Enstall, host of geek to me Radio, and I have a mission for you.
1: Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: The next time you want to buy something from Amazon, go to geek 1st and click our Amazon affiliate link. Simply shop like you normally would, and when you check out, a small percentage will go to supporting the show. So remember, the next time you want to search Amazon for the latest Game of Thrones Blu-ray or Sonic screwdriver, Allons-y! click through from geek 1st
2: This tape will self-destruct
0: in five seconds.